Yes, we're live and in person, but are we ever really live and in person? This is Corey, and this is the Other Anthem Podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 319 of the Other Anthem Podcast, coming to you from all over Los Angeles, <laughs> California. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for listening on your podcast <sighs> of choice. The easiest way to do that is anchor.fm forward slash the Anthem. Uh, and of course you can find us all over the internets at Oh, the Anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all the good places. And of course we record live every single week. You can find that on Facebook, on YouTube, Periscope, via Twitter, on Twitch, Oh, the Anthem on Twitch, and on our favorite place on the web, the Facebook group, the Anthem Alliance. If you listen to this podcast and you haven't joined the Facebook group, make sure that you do. It's a great place to discuss everything about Oh, the Anthem. Uh, and including uh, com, where you can buy your merch and be a proud member of the Alliance. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, uh, we didn't do the live stream last week, but we figured well, it out for this week. I apologized week. via li- live stream. Well, yes, but we, we, we couldn't get it quite working the way that we, we hoped it would. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm feeling good about this new, this new setup. Hopefully it's working well and... Uh, Hopefully everyone is hearing us well, and uh, let us know in the comments if there's any kind of problems, because uh, I don't know if we'll be able to fix them, but we'd still like to know about them. And yeah, we are, we're live in all of the chats, no matter where you're watching, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope. If you have a, a comment for us, I can make it pop up on the screen, just like that. And you can actually be a part of the show now. So make sure that you uh, let us know your comments if you can't hear us or if there's any problems or if you just want to join in the conversation. Well, would you look at that? (laughs) (laughs) Would you look at this? Look at that. (laughs) By the way, uh, a friend of mine does the best impression of I. I miss her, but I also miss that impression of that dude doing the the walk around of the car. But we got a lot to get to this week, so let's jump right in. Let me grab that splash for four-year consideration. And, uh, oh, it's been canceled right. because of Corona. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so uh, first up, we're going to talk a little bit of movie slash Hollywood slash hey, four-year consideration news. Um, first things first. <sighs> Unfortunately, Corey and I will not be able to get the number one movie in the country. Yeah, uh, for a little while there, uh, there were still theaters that were showing movies. Uh, I think it was, what was it, like three, four weeks ago where the number one movie in the country like had like $8,000 in box office or something like that? Private showing at one theater, and there was like two or three showings of it. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, everyone lost their opportunity to get the number one movie in the country. Though I guess still you could do it. With more theaters reopening now, you're just going to have to uh, try a little harder than you would Spend have had to. Spend more money. Yeah, that's for sure. And that's the thing we don't have, sir. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> Patreon.com. <or was> <laughs> just kidding. There's no Patreon anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's uh, this world is so filled with both dread and good news at the same time like i'm happy to hear that theaters are opening up but i'm also really worried that a lot of people are going to get sick uh if they go to the theaters and so with so much like up in the air it's always a uh scary time to to predict what's going to happen next but you know theaters opening means Corey goes back to work possibly uh friend of the show roberto goes back to work possibly (laughs) 
Well, you're one step closer. You're one step closer when you have movie theaters being opened and we know that we can send a movie a place. Now I, we start thinking about reopening the production. I think if a uh, certain thing, it, it, I feel like it's still a little ways off before production starts off, uh, starts up again, especially here in L.A. But, yeah. you know, there, there was a really interesting story earlier this week about uh, Tyler Perry's studio uh, because basically he he has this humongous compound out in Atlanta and because they're allowing Atlanta to open back up, uh, he is basically planning on shooting at his compound and having everyone live there for the duration of the shoot. So yeah. there's been a lot of talk about like sort of bubble situations. We, we, uh, we've talked about it in sports, like every all the major league baseball teams playing in Arizona. Basically, what Tyler Perry is trying to do is do a bubble system at his studios in Atlanta, which would be a very interesting thing to have happen. Um, it also means that he'll have four movies out at Christmas. It'll be the only <laughs> things he'll be able to watch at Christmas. He'll be all over the late of the... And maybe he's just gunning for that Oscar. He's like, listen, I know it's going to be a lesser competition this year. This might be my year to dust off. You never off. really thought of Medea as a uh, Oscar character, <laughs> but you might this year, all right? <laughs> Medea wins an Oscar. That's the name of the flick. I can hear him writing it right now. Who are you? Megan Amram with the give me a golden or what, is she, what was she trying to get? Megan, Megan for an Emmy or whatever it was. Emmy. Yeah. yeah she wanted an Emmy. <laughs> she did a movie. Yeah. And it was about her winning an Emmy. It was a web and she series. She submitted it to the Emmy. Yeah. Cause she, there was like a, a, a hole in web series where like everyone was submitting things like hero ticks. not to shit on our own thing but it wasn't like a high budget well done you know it's not like oh, here ticks still available on youtube <laughs> youtube.com forward slash the end you can check it out right now it's not like a netflix series there there's no, a no. there's some some obvious deficiencies but uh there was me Me-, you and laura in a house with some actors That's megan and ram decided to step up the web series considerably and uh found her way into the running just with the higher production value <sighs> well, and not all good news coming out of theaters uh, reopening because now Hollywood seems again to start to be talking about opening. And the first story I see, they're going to reboot Scarface. Yeah, I, I feel like this has been one that's sort of like been up and around through the Internet for a couple of years now. Like it, it always seems like they're they're trying to find some sort of way to reboot Scarface specifically, mostly because. Uh, I feel like the movie doesn't really hold up as well. The, the whole plot of it doesn't hold up as well to a modern take. Like Pacino holds up really well, but I don't know if the yeah. whole movie does the same thing. So what? Are, so Luca Guadagnino, Guadino, Guadino. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, uh, is directing the Scarface reboot. What do you think the odds are that Scarface is from Central America and leading a cartel? That would be more, way more likely, I think. Uh, but I feel to me at the very least, the, the second most important character in Scarface is Miami. And yes. I would hate to lose Miami for some other city and make it easier for it to be some other, uh, rather than being a Cuban thing. Right. Man. So okay, there's Luca, almost a part Luca, of me Luca, that would want to make... keep it the same just so you could keep it in Miami because it's so much a, a part of the movie. I hear what you're saying. The environment is part of the movie. Luca, let me pitch you on my other idea. <laughs> Albuquerque, New Mexico. There's a guy. He's got, I don't know, cancer or something. And he gets involved in methamphetamine. Is this a new pitch? <laughs> I've it, heard this. Absolutely before. new. Never been done before. <laughs> Have you heard something like it? No, it was my idea. Don't worry about it. 
How would you like to make the movie for nothing? Make a hundred million dollars and win an Oscar. Is that something you might be interested in? Yeah, Bob, of course I'm interested in that. No, it was weird because while you were talking, I was thinking like, oh, well, like where else could they do it? It probably wouldn't be Coke either because Coke's not the drug anymore. It's heroin, right? right? It would be a heroin dealer probably. But then I wandered over to meth and then I was like, oh, West Virginia. And I was like, wait, we had a show about meth. No, never mind. Can't do meth. <laughs> the, the worst part about the, the cocaine uh, empanario now is that... Uh, the worst thing about it. Go ahead, Corey. Tell us the worst thing. The, the the worst thing is that it's it's just like some guy you happen to know at the club you go to all the time. It's not like a <laughs> kingpin anymore. Just just a guy with a couple steady customers in Beverly Hills that's help paying his lifestyle, but he's not you know, it's not sitting up in the penthouse with the big stash of coke anymore. It's it's it's, and a, that's, it's that's a lesser Corey's, market. <laughs> Corey. Guy who has never bought cocaine in his life <laughs> take on the cocaine game in Los Angeles. <laughs> you should, I see the somebody for the LAPD shows me all the cocaine dealers. And I'm like, wow, there's a lot more than I thought. <laughs> I'm surprised. Corey, the guy who doesn't people take are his still phone, doing this. <laughs> the guy who doesn't take his phone into certain doctors' offices because he doesn't <laughs> want people to know that he went there. Y'all laugh, but. LAPD's got a list of cocaine dealers. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they also got a list of uh, dispensaries and their customers. It's a blacklist. <laughs> you don't even know. Uh, um, somewhere at the somewhere at the end of that conversation is Diane Feinstein fucking us again. <laughs> we'll get to that. I was going to say, speaking of blacklist, there's also more sad news out of Hollywood. Uh, we didn't talk about it last week. There was only one name on the list, but as these things do, they came in threes, and now we are sitting with three names on the uh, famous people who have died list. Yes. Um, so, uh, first of all, Little Richard, who uh, has been getting plenty of due uh, all around for all the groundbreaking music that he was responsible for. Uh, and, I mean, like, if, if you like any form of rock and roll that has uh, been released in the last four decades, then little, little Richard is uh, thankful, is, is responsible for that in some part. So, or a uh, rap or pop. Yeah, really. I mean, literally literally everything. He, he was... Uh, I, I feel like the, the problem is that as we became more aware of him, like, uh, you know, people who were born in the 80s and beyond... Uh, is sort the of, whites? Is that what you mean? The whites? No, no, I'm saying just generally people who were born in the 80s and beyond... I feel like sort of had this opinion of Little Richard that he was like more of a um a character, you know? Like you yeah. would you would you would hear uh uh people mention Little Richard and they wouldn't talk about him like they would Michael Jordan for instance, where you can't have a conversation about Michael Jordan without saying, "Well, he was the greatest basketball player of all time." Little Richard sort of felt like at least when I was growing up, like he was an important musician but not one of the most important people. <laughs> in music history. He, and he fell into that Gene Simmons trap. Not Gene Simmons. G Gene, uh, damn, what's his name? Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons yeah. trap. Where, like, people don't know. Richard Simmons, like, revolutionized at-home workouts. Yeah. But by the time we came around, it was kind of a joke. Right. It was It was you like, know, Richard look at this guy and his videos and stuff like that. But Yeah. <laughs> and Little Richard was an amazing, amazing musician and he remained an amazing musician, but then it became the like uh, Jerry, the sweaty Jerry curl with a like ah 
Yeah, it became that, more like about like an impression of Little Richard than it became yes. about Little Richard himself. Yeah. 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 And the same with Gene. Oh, Gene same with Richard Simmons. Uh, why is both of these guys named G- Richard? That, that, that's <laughs> um, Gene Simmons, of course, the lead uh, lead guitarist. Is he lead guitarist bass. or rhythm guitarist? Bass? Yeah. That's weird. The bassist <laughs> for uh, Kiss. Rob, a guy who has never listened to a Kiss song voluntarily. <laughs> Sorry. Um, also, uh, we lost uh, Fred Willard this past week. And uh, for me, Fred Willard, I, I knew him first from like uh, Tonight Show. He would always pop on and he would be whoever Jay needed to talk to. Like yeah. if, if United was in the in the news, we'd be talking to the CEO of United, who was just Fred Willard doing a bit, you know, like in front of a United sign. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the great Hollywood that guys like I don't feel like people recognize him by name that often, but he you've seen him in thousands of things and he's always hysterical. Uh, Wasn't he a weatherman for a little bit? I don't. No, I didn't read that, but that could be the case. I don't know. I, I can't remember. I thought I remember seeing it. might have been a bit he was doing about doing the weather, but I remember it from being a kid and like it being hilarious. Yeah. And like, oh, that's funny stuff. But um, I don't know if you saw the tweet. I retweeted. Someone tweeted out his his a quote from him, which is my favorite quote. And again, he's on The Tonight Show. And um, he uh, there was like a little lull in the conversation. He was like, oh, I wanted to let you know. I uh, started a novel. And like the audience is like, yeah, congratulations! And uh, he like he's like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, none of people talk about how hard it is to read one of those things. Uh, I mean, you never get to the finish. I can't. And this is one of my favorite yeah. quotes from a very funny guy because if you see the video too, he hams it up like. He does the whole like, oh, please, please, please. Uh, uh. And like the audience is cheering hard. And then like another little lull and he's like, yeah, they, they never tell you how hard it is to finish. <laughs> it's the other the other thing that I thought was really uh, interesting about that is, you know, as soon as the news came out, like just the amount of people from like all throughout Hollywood who were basically just like, I knew Fred Willard. And he was the funniest person I ever knew. And like uh, Steve Carell had a tweet like that. And. Yeah, it it almost felt like uh, uh, when a real it, he he was like a really popular guy in Hollywood who just uh, uh, inspired people, and uh, he he just seemed to be very well liked and uh, will now be very well missed. Uh, and uh, I was just looking it up. Uh, Space Force debuts May twenty ninth, and I was already looking forward to it, but now. Knowing that it's his last performance, Fred Willard, uh, Steve Carell was talking about Fred Willard on Space Force yeah. and how like he made it amazing because, you know, he's uh, Steve Carell has worked with am- many amazing people and how like being able to stay deadpan. Mm. He's like, Fred, just his ability to just be funny and not laugh and just give it to you straight. But it's so funny that you're on the other side of that conversation trying not to laugh. Um <laughs> I'm really looking forward to Space Force. I don't know who he plays in Space Force because I don't want to spoil it for myself. I haven't read anything. <laughs> yeah. But Steve Carell heading up Space Force is enough. You got me. Just put it out already, Netflix. <laughs> I, I Did you see the Trump with the Space Force flag, by the way, this week? No. Uh, they unveiled the Space Force flag and he like stood right next to some guy who was holding it, like giving the thumbs up and stuff like that. It's just... Uh, uh, worth seeing because he also said that uh, they're working on a super duper missile. 
which mm. apparently is a uh, uh, technical term for a better missile. I, I, I didn't know this before. Uh, I thought it was a made-up word, but apparently it is a yeah. uh, very important technical specification for a missile. Well, if you remember, it was uh, President Bush who started the Super Bunker Buster Missile Program. <laughs> and I remember talking about that back in like, you know, 05, 06 and being like, okay, so what you're telling me is the concept of this missile is that it busts bunkers. Yeah. So you fire it in, it blows up the bunker. How do you get a super bunker buster? <laughs> like what, what's the, <laughs> where's the line that, that, uh, that, that divides in between? Mm, okay, sure. You get Whatever double you the bunkers Bush. for the price of one. That's why it's super. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you know how bunkers work. I'm just, I listen. I. It's like when the paper towel companies say, "Like this is the equivalent of four rolls." <laughs> you can blow up the equivalent of four bunkers. I mean, you can only blow up one at a much. time, but you have the possibility of if they were all grouped together enough, maybe hmm. potentially getting all four of them. You're you're only going to get one, but it's going to be a real big explosion. <laughs> it's going to be worth it. That. That's why Bush pushed that program because I just imagine him as president. He's just sitting watching videos of bombs being dropped. Like, who? Did you see that one? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like super should be taken out of a president's vocabulary. Like, yeah. I can't ever think of a time where I would I would really want to hear it. Like, even if it was good it's news, a- even if it was like a president like walking out to the to the rose garden being like, "Hey guys, I got super news." I'm like, please use another word. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, if I read Super in one of his books, it better be Superman or <laughs> you know, something else, somebody named, because he's the guy who yells at you like, there's a better word for that. Why don't you find the better word? Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, in our, our uh, uh, Triforce of Celebrity Deaths this week, uh, uh, Lynn Shelton, who is a very well-known and respected indie film director uh who also did a lot of tv mad men glow amongst them uh yeah. uh passed from a like a really rare blood condition uh and i would like to say that i'm especially thinking of uh her boyfriend mark Marin at this time uh he released if anybody who doesn't listen to the wtf podcast uh just listen to him talking about it uh after you listen to our podcast well yeah i mean clearly you know finish this one first and then you know just put it in the queue next uh but uh, he he had me he had me tearing up this morning listening to him talk about it just like and in his voice you could hear that he was having trouble like putting words together and 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 somebody who never has any problem speaking ever having trouble putting words together is just like one of those like (laughs) yeah (laughs) It's like when your parents, like your mom acts differently and you're just like, what's wrong? Like, why, why are you not you? Like, <laughs> I expect you to be the exact same all the time. Why are you, why are you different right now? Uh, and I, I said, once I saw his announcement, I was, you know, I'm obviously concerned about his uh, sobriety because he makes such a big deal of his sobriety. It's very important to him. And this is the kind of thing where like he found her. He was the one who found her and he rushed her to the like, like there's so much there that's just a recipe for disaster for someone who's trying to stay sober. Yeah. And I mean, just generally speaking, I, I worry about his, uh, uh, you know, like how, how well he's handling this all from just a mental aspect as well. But, uh, honestly, just 
generally speaking, might as well take this opportunity to say it again. A lot of people are going through a lot of hard times uh, with coronavirus right now. And uh, it's it helps people to reach out and let them know that you're thinking about them and to talk with them and just sort of catch up every once in a while. And, you know, there's somebody out there in your life who probably doesn't get a lot of calls uh, and it would be nice to reach out to them, just making sure they're okay, uh, because suicides are up and there's a lot of other uh, self-inflicting behavior that is up in uh, this time of coronavirus. So uh, I'm not worried about Mark, per se. I'm just sort of saying, like, while I'm thinking about people who are who are having hard times, I, 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 I would be bereft if i didn't or i would be it would be a mistake if i didn't talk about that right there hey Corey, how you doing <laughs> i'm okay you are i'm doing okay. all right yeah you know it's funny i was i was telling rachel the other day like uh i've been dealing with adhd all my life and it's uh tough but usually there's enough things that i can that can sort of ground me every once in a while like uh you know, and leaving the house and going places can sometimes sort of ground me a little bit. But being stuck in the house a lot is just making me feel like a top that's like spinning and I can't ever like get traction. Like I'm yeah. just spinning from one place to the other. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm OK. I'm not, I'm not you know, uh, don't don't worry about me. But I, I it, it's tough for a lot of people out there. Uh, this is part of the cru- is- this is part of the cruise ship logic, by the way. You're getting to watch it in real time where like part of the reason why I don't want to be on the cruise is I don't want to be stuck there because I feel like if I'm stuck somewhere like I can't ever it it, it it just drives me nuts. And that's exactly what's happening right now after being in my house for a month and a half. <laughs> Corey, guy who's never been on a cruise and doesn't realize how much fun shit there is to do on a cruise ship and how at the end of the week you're going to be like, oh, God, I don't want to go home. Unless you're that guy in Italy who's been stuck on a cruise ship for two months now and everyone else got off but him. So it's just him on a cruise ship by himself with the crew. Uh, that's got to be rough. <laughs> they should make a sitcom about that. Uh, anyway. Uh, copyright. I've copyrighted that idea. That's that's Bat and Benny. Bat and Benny. Bat and On to general coronavirus news. and uh, Yes. I feel like the best way to set this one up with is uh, what you wrote right here. People are dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's start off with this, though. Yeah. Uh, science, bitch. We've proven that the virus came from bats. How did they prove this? They found bats in China that had a version, an earlier genetic cousin of corona of uh, uh, COVID nineteen, yeah, coronavirus, n- novel coronavirus nineteen. So we know now it came from bats. It wasn't from a lab. It was from some. Uh, you know, I I am my review that's uh, going to be up later tonight is Contagion. I watched Contagion. I did a review about it for the Everyman Movie Review, and in there, there's a quote. They said a very lucky bat made, met a very lucky or very special bat made a, met a very special pig and we are all the worse for it. Yeah. And that's essentially what this is. Somebody ate a bat um, and or the blood of a bat got on something else and someone ate it and now here we are. Yeah. And I mean that's not going to help the QAnon people. They're not going to believe me. They're not listening. <laughs> but you know it's logic defies. Well I mean like oh, oh. What I I feel like we're dealing with a lot more now is is people 
who want to complain. Yes. Uh, the Karens of the world <laughs> have reached their prime. Well, so you shared this video with me of uh, some woman who was trying to get into Gelson's somewhere here in Southern California. San Diego, yeah. Uh, San Diego. Uh, who didn't want to wear a mask for a medical reason. Uh, Supposedly. Well, she... Uh, I, I'm always fishy of the people who this used to happen at the restaurant all the time where somebody would be like, I have a medical condition that I'm not going to disclose to you. That makes me allergic to garlic. So is there any garlic in this thing? And I'm just like, no, no garlic. And it's just like, make sure, because if I get garlic poisoning, then I'm going to come find you. And I'm just like, there's no garlic. <laughs> <Empire>? <laughs> like, what, the fuck <laughs> it's no garlic. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, there's <laughs> The woman starts her thing with like, I can't go in there and I can't wear a mask because, or I can't go wear a mask because I have a medical condition that I don't have to disclose that keeps me from wearing a mask. And it's yeah. like, okay. Even though the guy, the guy does not ask about the mask at all. Yeah. Uh, you, medical condition. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to disclose it to you. I don't have to. It's HIPAA. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. And then they offer to shop for her. Yeah. And then that's where like she goes down the crazy road of like, well, I'm going to tell you the things I need and I'm going to give you the card to to make this transaction and it's just like, yeah, all the things you were going to do at some point when you were in the store anywho, like yes. You don't just throw your Trader Joe shit in a bag and then walk out and then nobody sees what you've bought. <laughs> like <laughs> there's a, a To process. be fair, she seems like the kind of woman who would use the self-checkout, but as we both know, you can't take rosé in the self-checkout. So <laughs> now she's in the, the spot where she's got to go to the checkout lady. So, yes, I'll swipe it myself. You don't have to do any of that. And part of her thing was like, I don't want you touching my card. It's like, uh, okay, well, like, you can't buy grocery. I don't know what yeah. to fucking tell you, lady. Like, at some point, it ha something has to give. <laughs> but it, it, honestly, none of that was true. The whole point was she didn't want to follow the rule because – this is prime time, not not coronavirus as a whole, but right now, reopening is prime time for people who have never been told no in their lives. Yeah. And they just don't know how to handle it. They, they already had to stay inside, and that was the government telling them no, and that's why they're angry and out there spreading coronavirus at their little protests. But now, Gelson's is not going to tell me no. You don't have that right, Gelson's. Except that, By the way, except that it's a company do. that can choose whatever rules and, like, you know... Nobody, I never went to the to the Seven Eleven where it said no shirt, no shoes, no service, and went like, "This is an outrage." <laughs> I'm I'm part of a proud tradition of shoeless Irish. First You're gonna all, take this away from me. That's a public health concern. That is a public health concern, sir. That is why. All right, you shoeless in a Seven Eleven is dangerous. Remember when I said a special bat met a special pig? That is where we get the next coronavirus. Corey walking foot a shoeless in a Seven Eleven. <laughs> But I mean, it's it's beyond that too, though. It's again, uh, if you had tried to walk into Seven Eleven in Cockeysville with a mask on in I don't know, let's say March, like it's chilly but not that chilly, they would not have served you. They would have told you to take the mask off. Yeah. The same with any bank in America. Right. You cannot walk in with a mask on. Now the rule is you can't walk in without a mask on. Right. That's fine. Don't shop here if you don't want to wear a mask. The other thing, too, is like I, I remember uh, I, one of the Fox News idiots was going on about uh, uh, Fauci had said some sort of thing about like, don't we're, we're probably never going to shake hands again. 
because yeah. if we ever really want to stop disease from spreading, we should just stop doing that. And I think it was like Tucker Carlson who's just like, you know, just because Fauci said something stupid doesn't mean we listen to him. And it's just like he's not saying something stupid because he's like everyone should stop shaking hands because I don't like it. It's like he's 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 making a point about how, you know, uh, this is an easy way for a disease to transmit. So, yes, if there's a way to not to avoid transmitting possible diseases, then that's going to help a lot of. Like, I'm hearing stories about people who are like, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to fucking stop shaking hands. It's just like, well, can you stop for a bit? Like, can you, like you're, you're so it's always dangerous to shake hands. You have people like me who touch a lot of surfaces at work that other people touch. You have people like Corey who doesn't believe in washing his hands after using the bathroom. Not true. So these are dangerous. things. Not at all true. I, I have to work in this town again. Don't put that juju on me. Uh to me to me it's just amazing that you know like I, I i feel like i have a pretty blessed life i don't have a lot to complain about and a lot of people have a lot to complain about at this moment and i just don't want to be a part of anyone's bad day at this point yeah. like if i if i got a, you know delivery and it was incorrect like the the food was wrong or something like that like maybe in the past I would have called up. I would have said like, "Hey, my food is wrong. Like, how dare you guys? Can I get a new one?" Maybe, maybe you would have done that. Oh, for sure you would have done that. Yes. But in in today's age, I'm I'm more likely to let things go like that, you know, because I I just don't want to like. What if what? What if your burger has mayo on it? Well, I just won't eat it. I'll just be upset <laughs> and not eat it. Like, <laughs> I won't. I won't like go back to the store without my mask on and like shove it in the face of some kid and be like, I said no marrow. And then some kid who is making 1025, maybe if he's lucky, right. probably not 725. Yeah. And I mean, just generally speaking, like, I, I don't know, like there was another video of, you know, a, somebody trying to pick up like a birthday dinner at a red lobster and trying to go into the store without a mask. And then it turned into a fist fight and like all these things that, could have easily at just some point have been just wear your fucking mask for like <laughs> go to the it's it's not that hard like I, I when i whenever i do go places i have the mask in my car when i get to the place mm-hmm. i put the mask on i get back in the car i take the mask on. <laughs> like you know like yeah it's not it's not like i'm dr- <laughs> like going to hollywood going like why am i wearing this fucking mask like you know I mean, people do. I pass people in cars that are wearing their masks. I'm like, who are you protecting yourself from, bro? <laughs> it's you in the car. I mean, I guess if you're like an Uber driver or something like that, I would get it. But like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah no. I, every Uber driver I've been in a car with has worn a mask. Some of them had the plastic sheet up between us. Mm-hmm. So there's, I get that. I mean, the guy who's like just driving by himself, radio. yeah, yeah, with his mask on. I'm like, yeah, all you're doing is just like marinating in that terrible breath. I know it's terrible. I can look at you and well, smoke. also masks have a have a certain uh, shelf life. Like, yes. <laughs> so I. I think wash it, your mask, folks. Yeah, please wash your mask. I think it was like eight hours on like the on just basically fabric mass, essentially. Yeah. So if you went out and you had to wear it all day at work, like you in an eight hour shift, you should wash it when you get home because it's probably not as clean as you would want it to be to be wearing it all the time. Yes. But like, I don't know. <laughs> What's amazing to me is the number of people who are just like, fuck it. I don't have to do it. I don't feel like it. Like, just do it. Like. <laughs> Now, here's the question. I know that uh, you can get a sweatshirt that says, I survived Corona at OC. Yeah. Do you think I could get a bandana or a mask that says, I survived Corona? 
I don't, something tells me they they haven't gotten on top of the mask part yet. <laughs> uh, and it's so easy to screen print a T-shirt. And I, I also I also wonder if uh, some places are worried about selling masks that aren't like uh, packaged or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And also the if you're taking away a potential mask from like a frontline medical employee as opposed to you know, somebody buying like a niche novelty item at the Ocean City Boardwalk. Like, perhaps we don't need the mask for that. Like, also, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly from back at, I don't know, like senior week, those t shirts have an odor. I'm not sure I want to be like marinating in that <laughs> screen printing odor for the first few weeks while it's, it wears off. It's basically like a chloroform rag on your face. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where have you been all day? I, I don't know. I put my mask maybe, on. I got on the bus. Maybe that's the secret of Ocean City. I've just never bought any of these <laughs> things. I could be getting high right now. But, yeah, speaking of Ocean City opened for the first time since, uh, you know, the entire shutdown this past weekend. And, oh, boy, Ocean City, you did not disappoint. Uh, lines at Threshers were running 40 minutes Threshers, long. by the way. Threshers. Why do I keep saying Threshers? Mm. I don't know. Uh, but lines at Thrasher's ran 40 minutes long. Corey, are the fries good enough for you to stand in line 40 minutes? <laughs> Not under these circumstances. Like, <laughs> if it was if it was the middle of summer, like a couple of years ago, and I was in Ocean City, and there was a long line at Thrasher's, I wouldn't think much of it. But uh, yeah, I, I just don't. I don't. I don't get the logic. To be to be honest, I mean even. So there's a, a place here in L.A. called Howlin' Rays, which is sort of yes. notorious for its hideously long lines. People wait in, in two-hour-long lines to get this fried chicken sandwich, and it's really good. Not Corey, though. Corey sends PAs from his, uh, his jobs to go get <laughs> I chicken. didn't do that. An actress decided to, uh, to gift us all chicken. So um, <laughs> Ah, okay. But I, I, uh, they're starting to do delivery now because why wouldn't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. But... Uh, it, to me, it's like one of those like, why would anyone want to go wait in that line? Like, clearly now uh, they have to do delivery if for no other reason than thousands of people in L.A. will go and line up there the second that they open that that thing up just because yep. they're thinking like, oh, today's going to be the day without a line. And, it's and uh, they're opening with delivery right now. They're getting all of those people like, you know, me who would never stand in that line. But I'm like, eh, you know, what? I'll order lunch at 10 o'clock. <laughs> and whenever it gets here between now and four, if it shows up uh, at two o'clock, it. it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to eat it whenever I get it. <laughs> um, and then maybe it's so good that I do. I'm like, oh, I, now I see. Now I see. I will go wait in your four hour line for chicken. <laughs> By the way, I won't. I no, nothing. No food is that good. All right. I don't wait in lines for four hours for women. I'm not gonna wait for your chicken sandwich. All right. Um. But this all falls under the category of people are dumb. Yes. Uh, there's a house party in LA that got uh, broken up because one, why do you have a house party going on right now in LA? And also, somebody shot themselves. Uh. Who, uh, what was your reference? Uh, Plaxico Burris, <laughs> yes. Where's Plaxico at? Is he okay? <laughs> Somebody pulled a Plaxico Burris at a house party in L.A. and uh, many injuries ensued. <laughs> There's a fine line between... Uh, uh, I feel like a lot of these stories are coming out like where 
uh, people don't know who to call like when there's like a party or something like that. Like there's snitch lines, but like, yeah, I feel like snitch lines. I feel like there's people who are like taking advantage of the snitch line, and there's some people who are just like, I ain't calling the fucking snitch line. Like, <laughs> good, <laughs> don't snitches get stitches. I don't get the people though who are just like, I saw some guy outside not wearing gloves. Like, well, you don't have to wear gloves, and it's just like, yeah, but I'd like them to. Like, people <laughs> just complain so, all day. Two of my favorite things this week have been. The uh, Silver Lake Jogger post. Did you see that? No. Someone posted up on every telephone pole in Silver Lake. Hey, Jogger, I see you. I'm watching you. Uh, you may be new to this neighborhood, but there's a lot of older and sick people here. Wear your mask while jogging. And then like the guy who posted is like, this is clearly directed at me. I go jogging at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. There's no one on the street. <laughs> And apparently he carries the mask with him so that if he were to come to a traffic light and someone else was there, strap it on real quick. I'm sure he's in fantastic shape and he just blows past them and then takes it off. Yeah, I, the other side. I, uh, I had to walk up, uh, walk up first street in my mask not too long ago. And yeah, I, felt, go for I felt like I was going to die. So <laughs> I can understand why somebody who's running does not want to have to wear the mask, but rather just carry it. And, uh, I think that guy's fine, but uh, yeah. cl- clearly people, people just have way too much. Uh, like I, 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 I've never understood the people who complain like this and, and they're just getting worse. They're just getting wound up crazier than ever before. Did you, did you join our neighborhood group when we lived at, um, um, dang, uh, South, South Baltimore, Rizzy's Delight. Yeah. Did you grow, uh, okay, so the other, my other favorite post of the week was from someone who, it came straight out of a Baltimore, you know, neighborhood group. And it was like, uh, hi, neighbor. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this. You've moved in after I moved in. And my dogs and my bird love to sit by the window and stare into your backyard. But lately, you've let your child go out and run around. And I hear giggling and laughing and crying and you know, fun times all afternoon. And it's really disturbing my dogs. <laughs> so if you could just limit playtime to, you know, 15 or 20 minutes and have them keep the volume down, that would be amazing. And this is what I mean by people who have never been told no. Who in your right they also mind, They also finished off that letter with, I'll call the cops if you don't. Yeah, I'll call <laughs> the cops. Good luck, lady. Yeah. Good luck. And I say lady because it's clearly a Karen. Um, <laughs> I would write back, dear Karen, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Sincerely I, yours, like, neighbor. No one has ever told that woman no. Yeah. And now she's in a world where it's like, I don't control everything anymore. And now you see why whites all over the country redline their neighborhoods and fled to the suburbs. Because like, no, 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 we don't like your kind in our neighborhood. We well, can't really stop it. All right, I'm moving then. Like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> I got a friend who can buy a house. <laughs> um, Speaking of which, <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> go ahead. So the last bit of coronavirus news. Um, Georgia's governor, who we've spoken about before. Do you remember the context of us talking about Brian Kemp? Not just stealing the election, but after that. Oh, it was uh, when he said that uh, he didn't know people who were asymptomatic could transfer the disease. Like that was something he just learned. That was his first lie. Yes, yeah. that was a lie that he told. And I, I think we, I think we talked about the Chrissy tweet, uh, Tegan tweet, uh, where she was just like, "I'm an idiot, and I know that." Like, <laughs> yeah, which I thought was a, a particular. Classic, 
that's a classic stupid or dumb question. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, uh, okay. Um, so, uh, well, he's back at it again. Welcome, Brian Trump, to the show. Uh, no, um, apparently they put out a chart that, upon first viewing, makes it seem like the cases in Georgia are unbelievably down yeah. from the beginning of the epidemic. But a, uh, a eagle-eyed statistician recognized that the dates along the bottom of the graph were not in chronological order. So what they did is they filtered the data by highest case to lowest case and put it by on By day. <laughs> it? So it was like May 9th was next to April 10th. And then right Just next to March 17th or whatever. Like, however it made it go down all the way. Like, And the, the fact that uh, Kemp apologized for this. But he is also just like, I don't know how it happened. It was some sort of grave mistake, and I'm sorry. And it's just like, <laughs> no fucking way it's a mistake. All right, all right, Brian. Let's play another round of stupid or duh. Or <laughs> stupid or liar? Stupid or liar. Yeah, stupid or liar. It's like uh, I fired all the people who were most likely to rat on me in order of the... That's the old Trump Inspector General uh, rule. I'm going to I'm going to fire the person most likely to investigate me soonest, uh, yes. which, by the way, happened again. This past Friday, <laughs> Trump fired another investigate. Uh, uh, God, what is the inspector general inspector? General, uh, yeah. Who was looking into Pompeo's uh, misuse of the State Department, including flying, no, no, wait, flying no, to no, Kansas. Let's remind people. Remind people, Corey, that Mike Pompeo is the wet rag that currently houses uh, the head of the State Department. Yes. Uh, he has about zero personality, <laughs> and he is very aptly portrayed on Mike Pompeo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but they, they uh, uh, apparently Pompeo has been sending off like career diplomats and stuff like that to like fetch his dry cleaning and pick up his dog from the groomers. And he's been using government resources to, like, fly to Kansas when he was thinking about running for the Senate there. And uh, <laughs> the most the, the one that uh, worried me the most was uh, uh, an arms deal with Saudi Arabia that Congress said no to. But they've like him and Trump have been trying to figure out some sort of way to make it happen anyway. And yeah. uh, wait, wait, did this the Republican guy try that before this guy whistleblow was a whistleblower to say that uh, all this shit is happening and then Trump fires him. Which is the fourth yep. inspector general or something like that that Trump has fired. And by the way, yeah, uh, just as uh, you might not know what an inspector general is, but basically what they do is they they investigate whether or not there is any impropriety going on inside of the organization you work for. So think of them yeah. kind of like human resources in a way. Oh, like they're uh, IE, they're IE for the government. Yeah, yeah, or IA. I'm sorry, yeah. IA internal affairs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So most most uh politicians don't like the people in in the inspector general's office because they're always investigating them for all the wrong things they did but yeah you know like there's kind of a uh obama didn't necessarily like somebody going through and double checking all his work but he understood that it was an important part of making sure that he was uh not a king <laughs> so and more than any other position this is the one where you find not someone from the other party but the moderate of your own party you find the Hillary's and the Joe Biden's and you make them inspectors, inspector general, because then you're like, well, look, I mean, this guy isn't even a fan of mine, but he's well, going to do a good job. Beyond that, this guy was uh, a pointy of the Bush administration, the W Bush <laughs> administration. So like, 
Yes. It's not even like you can make the argument that, you know, like uh, this Obama uh, nope. appointee. He made it through yeah. Obama. He got through Obama and he got put out by another Republican. I mean, and with all the crime that Obamagate apparently has been turning over, I'm surprised that oh, the God. inspector general didn't call him on any of this. So I have a question for you. Corey. Yeah. Did you see Lindsey Graham? Politic- Lindsey Graham. What's that? Did you see Lindsey Graham's statement, by the way? No, no. Trump had said something about, uh, I hope Lindsey Graham pulls up Obama and makes him testify in front of the Senate for all the crimes he committed. And Lindsey Graham was basically just like, Donald, you don't want to go down this road. <laughs> you don't want to start. <laughs> you don't want to start opening up this this particular. You can know, of worms. we reviewed all of that uh, impeachment data, uh, and we got you off. But you really want to open up this can of worms, really? <laughs> We got you off by saying we don't need to investigate this shit. Now you're trying to get us to investigate this shit. What are you doing? So I have a political trivia question for you. Yes. What is the plural of inspector general? Inspectors general? It is, in fact, inspectors general. Yes. Just like uh, in the Department of the uh, Army or the Air Force, they have the surgeon general. And then below him, they are all generals as well. And they are the surgeons general. Yeah. Ah, trivia. And uh, attorneys general. Att- yes, attorneys For general. Multiple, attorney generals. Yeah. If the attorney, uh, the attorneys general of 50 states decide to sue, that would be attorneys yes. general as opposed to attorney generals. Yes. But since we are talking about uh, a lot English of... English uh, is a fun stuff, language. <laughs> actually, that comes from Latin, though. That's not English. That is... <laughs> The uh, attorney general is basically a, a based on a Latin term, and they pluralize the first word. The attorneys they pluralize the inspector, so we also pluralize it instead of making plural the generals part of it. Nice. There you the go. The more you know, there's more trivia <laughs> for you today. Um, so we're talking about a lot of important topics, and I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't touch on this as well, Corey. Okay. I think it's in time to. It's long past time, but it is time now. For us to reinvade the South. All right. Yay or nay? Uh, why? <laughs> okay, so one, <laughs> coronavirus. I mean, number one, coronavirus. Just, if you look at the number of states with increasing cases who are also opening their doors, they are, by and large, between Texas and the Atlantic. That is where all of these states are. Right. So they clearly can't handle their own health. Um, it's also, like, most of the poorest counties in the country uh, the lowest education rates, like the lowest of everything. I mean, there's always a joke, but it's a joke because it's, it's sad because it's true. Mississippi and Alabama are often vying for 50th in many, many categories. Yeah, And um, Louisiana is down there as well. Georgia is not much better. Florida, well, there's a Florida man for a reason. So here's <laughs> what is, I propose. There, actually, can I, can I interject? Because there's a reason why there's a Florida man. Sure, go ahead. Uh, uh, little known law in Florida that every single crime, regardless of what it is, has to be reported to a local newspaper. It, that it has to be published. It has to be published. It must be published. Yeah, in the local yeah. newspaper. So uh, normally people who get arrested for like trying to fuck alligators and ride them home, <laughs> like that doesn't just get published in the paper because the the police say there's no reason we need to let the papers know about this this is unfair to the guy yeah. who just got arrested for this crime of which we don't really know what we're charging him for but it's certainly a crime i don't know which one it is but it's certainly a crime 
Uh, we'll in, find one. In Florida, you have to have that published in the paper. So uh, it's a job of a lot of comedy writers to just go around all the different various crime blotters in Florida papers and find the most ridiculous yeah. nonsense that they can. But that's the reason so, why it's always Florida. I mean, they're awful people, to continue, too, but that's the reason why it's always Florida. To continue the trivia, though, do you know why that law is on the books? No. So Florida is a state that isn't English-based. Uh, Florida was founded by Spain. Spain has a different justice system. They have what's called a civil law system uh, where... Anyway, it's structured way different. Watch the Amanda Knox documentary and you'll see it's, Italy has the same system. Like prosecutors and police are mixed in America. They're even more mixed in this system. Mm. So that law, once Florida joined as a state, uh, the first version of that publication law came about so that you couldn't be locked up and no one knew where you were. Oh. So that way, every arrest that the police make has to be published. So that way they can't just lock you up and throw away the key. They have to, your family will be able to find you. And if you don't show up for a couple of days, well, let's go find the local paper and go see if the sheriff came down and arrested Jim Bob and threw him in jail for fucking the alligator. Oh, that there he is. It was two days ago. So he's, <laughs> let's go get him. That's out. where Jim Bob is. Yeah. Um, so it's actually a good law that probably, sh- and here's the thing. We have a Florida man cause it's only in Florida. What if we did this in all 50 states where any arrest would have to be publicized? Maybe not the details. Maybe just like, here's the list of people who are arrested and are now awaiting bail. So that if I can't, you know, because it's 2020, remember any phone numbers except for the phone number to my house where I grew up, which is the only number. Not going to help you in California. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to help me at all. And by the way, uh, I found out a few months ago, my parents just got rid of their home phone number. I have no way to reach them without my own <laughs> cell phone. I have no idea what anyone's phone number is. Uh, in fact, fun fact, when I was arrested, <laughs> the only number I could remember was my parents' home phone number. So that was super fun. I see. <laughs> and then Corey got a 4 a.m. phone call from one of them, I think. I seem to remember you told me at the time that you tried to call my number, but you couldn't remember exactly what it was. You had like most of the yes. digits. But then when you when you rattled it off, it was none of the digits. It was just like you were just like, I tried to call you, but I couldn't quite remember your number. I know it's four, seven, nine, eight, four, three, two, nine, seven, three. Right. And I'm just like, none of nope. those are the correct. <laughs> like, Glad you didn't waste your call on that number. That would please, not have been good. Please, anybody listening to that. Don't call that number. I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> that was just me. You should five, five, five. numbers out there. Anyway, uh, so the bigger story of the last few weeks has been Ahmad Arbery and his his killing at the hand of, I, I mean, two not drunk yet, but soon to be drunk rednecks uh, who chased him down a street and shot him. Yeah, uh, father and son. Updated, yeah, updated today with the fact that the niece of one of those guys then went out and took a bunch of pictures of the body in the street and posted them on Snapchat and continues to post them on Snapchat. Every time there's a negative story, she basically posts it on Snapchat as a reminder of like, this is who we're talking about. This is the criminal who my family stopped. And there's no evidence to support that whatsoever. Yeah. Apparently. So to dig in the story a little bit more, apparently, uh, uh, my, Ahmed, is that how we're pronouncing it? I, I don't know exactly. I think it's Ahmed. I haven't actually yeah. heard anybody say it out loud. I've only seen it written down. So if I'm yeah. mispronouncing it, I'm sorry. Uh, actually, it might be Ahmed. Ahmed. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah. But uh, he was apparently jogging in the neighborhood 
And uh, as he did pretty often. Yeah. And there had been a string of uh, home invasions or B&Es that had been happening in the neighborhood. And uh, these the two who were now uh, arrested for the killing are uh, thought that he was the person who was doing all this and then chased him down in their car and then shot him four times. I think it was or there were four shots. I don't know how many four actually shots, landed. I think they got him twice. Yeah. Uh, but he died, and uh, the real the real thing was the next couple of days, where or next couple of weeks, really, while you were watching the justice system that was not prepared for this kind of incident to have to uh, go through all these steps. Like, uh, it's uh, this one. So the case, this the one's case really assigned, bad. Like, the case was assigned to a DA. The possible case was assigned to a DA. Yeah. Well, that DA was actually dating one of the guys. So she couldn't handle the case. And then they passed it over to another DA, but he was a close friend of one of the cops who reported who reported to the scene, and that cop mentioned that, like, oh, there's no case here. It was self-defense. Oh, we've seen a video of the guy fighting. Self-defense, clearly. And the, the DA did no further investigation, just left it there. And then public outcry got it, the actual DA, not the assistant DA, but the, the real DA, to review the case. And apparently the sheriff or the town police commissioner basically went to the DA and was like, there's no case here. We don't need to do anything. So they put it on the back burner again. Yeah. And then only after further outcry did and the video going public did anyone say, okay, this is a... It's pretty bad. Yeah. Maybe we should look into this. Well, the other and half the DA's office is out because they can't prosecute. The other one, there was a there. Did you hear about Brianna Taylor and uh, Louisville in Kentucky? Yeah. Yeah. That that one too. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> the constant conversation we've had been having about uh, uh, black people being shot over the history of this podcast has always been a uh, how much more. How much more innocent does somebody need to be before they get shot? Like, yeah, uh, I still remember like the Philando Castile one, where he had the gun. Oh, the NRA is going to step up, right? He the, gonna step he up on the He had the gun. One. He told the officer that he had the gun. Was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm carefully going to be reaching for my license now, and then was shot multiple times with his wife and kid in the car, if I remember correctly. Like, yeah, you know, you can't. <laughs> You can't drive, you can't jog, you can't peacefully sleep in your house. Like, you know, and, and not to say that uh, the law doesn't run afoul of white people as well. I'm sure there's some white person who's been shot in their sleep, too. Uh, yeah, but probably somebody was hanging out with a black guy and he deserved it, Corey. But the problem is that uh, I, I, I how how in the fuck do you get around this? Like, I, I don't need none of this story lines up in the fact that uh they didn't they had the wrong address or they they had a dress that didn't prove to to have any drugs or anything like that they broke into the house they or they no knocked into the house they didn't announce themselves the boyfriend thought that there was a home invasion and started shooting at the police and then yeah. uh Kiana or Brianna died at that moment during the yeah. the exchange but, to be clear shot by clearly shot by the police not by her boyfriend right her boyfriend was a responsible gun owner who, by the laws of Kentucky, was a, a a legal gun owner defending his property from what he thought was a break-in. Yeah. And it was the police who no-knocked at the door and then shot his girlfriend. I mean, he has castle laws in this in this situation anyway, right? 
Uh, well, not against the police. That's the problem. They had a search warrant, even though it was incorrect. And they no-knocked, which you're not supposed to do. So he has no protection. He shot at the police. He's likely going to be charged. Don't they have to announce? Depends on the search warrant, but usually that doesn't matter. Not in not in the South. Mm, interesting. Uh, and, I mean, listen, I'm sure the cop is going to say, we went up, we knocked. And then what they do is they do this thing where, you've seen it on the wire. Where it's like, everybody ready? Okay. Bang, bang, bang. Baltimore police, open up. Two, three, bam, and the door goes yeah. in. And, like, he didn't respond. I don't know what to <laughs> Who would have responded in two seconds to the door at 2 o'clock in the morning, by the or way? Or outside. The, if somebody screams outside my house, I don't necessarily know what they're saying. No. Yeah. And I mean, that's their excuse. It's like, oh, well, we announced. Yeah, but no, you screamed at the top of your lungs outside the door and then started shooting at the person who was shooting at you. Right. Just ridiculous. <sighs> But again, I have the solution, Corey, and here's my solution. I need 100,000 men, 100,000 people. I shouldn't say men, 100,000 people armed and trained. And we're going to form a skirmish line, shoulder to shoulder, just outside of Dallas-Fort Worth. And I want it to stretch all the way from the Gulf of Mexico to as far north as 100,000 men get me, 100,000 people get okay. me. Okay. And then we're just going to do what I like to call Cheeks March to the Sea. And we're just going to move through the south to the east burning scorched earth policy and uh, killing anybody who stands in our way. But otherwise we're also just going to be marching and burning. And then we're going to do what reconstruction never could because I am going to, sow. I'm going to go all Hannibal on these guys. I'm going to sow salt into the earth so that no one can live there again for another hundred years. And then maybe in a hundred years you can get your homeland back. But don't go up to Ohio and build a statue of Confederate general and start talking about it's history, not hate. No, 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 no. You are not in your hometown anymore. You tear that motherfucker down. Uh, and I will tear down your hometown. Don't worry about that. Just run from me a, and my skirmish line of 100,000 people. As an alternative, you could just wait until the coronavirus is over and then maybe there's less people to have to fight with. Oh, no, I want them trapped in their homes. That's the uh, whole thing. Gotcha. It's like I, I want to cause mass exodus you know, to the north. Well, this sounds and then this this sounds like exactly what the South needs right now. I don't know what to tell you. Well, it solves nobody, two problems. One, nobody's no nobody's been waiting for this moment more than the South has, though. I'll tell you that. So, see, they not, say that, but you know, it, it's one of my one of my uh, I would say one of my favorite things to do. But I haven't had that many opportunities. Uh, there's more video out about a guy in a grocery store in San Diego wearing a Nazi flag. On his uh, his mask, yeah, and his girlfriend's wearing like the um, the uh, Pepe the Frog Hitler shirt, yeah. And there's a phrase in German, and of course now I'm trying to think of it and it escapes me, but it just means this is your master race. And I love walking up to you know this guy who's 200 pounds overweight, walking with a limp, talking about it's my right to wear this flag, and I just want to walk up to him and in German just say like, this is your master race. <laughs> Really? This is what you're presenting? Okay. And then walk away. Um, because you, you can think that the South is all ready for this and whatever you want, but I would put 50 of the Black Panthers who went to that guy's neighborhood, by the way, the guys who shot uh, Ahmed, yeah. they went to their neighborhood and started patrolling with guns, which uh, I just, every time I saw it, I just uh, replied to it with the Drake uh, gif of him like being like... <laughs> Because, yes, but give me 50 of those Black Panthers, and I guarantee you uh, I could take care of anything you're going to run into in the South. They are much like friend of the show Roberto. 
They carry a gun to scare everyone else. Well, not that Roberto carries a gun. He doesn't carry a gun. He's in the state of California. He doesn't have a legal gun. Uh, he doesn't have a gun he, at all. <laughs> he does not have a gun. Uh, but if he had a gun, he would absolutely wear it like a cowboy on his waist at all times. And if he was to pop in his head out befall, so you could like check it out yeah. while he walks. Yeah. Uh, but if something was to befall him, like, you know, a, a mugging, what we would find at the end of that is Roberto, our friend with his gun on his hip and his pants full of piss and not a nary a shot had gone out. <laughs> And that is exactly how these fuckers in the South would be. Yeah, you're going to carry around your M16, but as soon as somebody who knows how to fire that gun starts snipping off rounds in your direction, you're going to shit your pants and drop your gun and run the other way, which is what I want. Push them all into the sea or capitulate. Well, we make fun of uh, fun of the South, but uh, unfortunately things aren't that much better here in California because... Uh, oh, that's true. We have Diane Feinstein, who... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I would like to I would like to get a new thing started here. Uh, mm-hmm. Diane Feinstein is the Susan Collins of the Democratic Party. Uh, no matter how much you feel like at the end of the day she's going to do the right thing and you can trust her, she's never going to do the right thing and you can never trust her. Uh, nope, not at the all. The Patriot Act uh, went up or uh, uh, lapsed uh, during Corona here, uh, so they had to uh, put through a new bill to reauthorize all the things that were on the Patriot Patriot Act. Uh, so it wasn't even an option just to let it go and not have No, no, no. Patriot they weren't going to they weren't going to let it not just go. They they had to they have to have something. What what, what happens if there's terrorism? Uh So I think I was just describing that. I think I was just describing it a few minutes ago. <laughs> uh so uh uh Senator Wyden of Oregon uh decided that he was going to put up an amendment uh, fairly simple that said that the government should have the right or that the government uh, could can't have the right can't have the right to uh, get a person's uh, Internet search history and uh, browser history uh, without due process to see whether or not they are aligned with any kind of terrorism or anything like that. And due process meaning here, don't go to a FISA court, go to a real court yeah. and get a real search warrant. For an American citizen. Yeah. Uh, and that bill failed. The amendment. The amendment yes. failed by one vote. Granted, if uh, if it looked like it was actually going to pass, McConnell would have done something to make sure that it didn't pass. Like he would have he would have found out some sort of way around it. But uh, what I'm looking for when when I'm uh, checking for my senators and this sort of thing is just to see whether or not they were one of the chosen few who decided to. <laughs> try and bring this thing down or whether or not they were part of the uh, problem. And Dianne Feinstein... Well, Corey, wait, wait, wait. We live in a democratic state. Clearly, both of our senators voted to take away this power from the national government. So Kamala Harris <laughs> said that they shouldn't have the right to just be able to go through your search history. Feinstein did not agree with that. Uh, uh. And they both voted okay on the Patriot Act. Like, so... <laughs> Thanks, government. <laughs> they both said the Patriot Act part was fine, uh, but but Feinstein specifically said that the uh, the warrantless search of your search history and your browsers is uh, totally okay and also I, fine. I I would make the argument that uh, that's not cool because uh, as somebody who writes for a living, uh, sometimes I don't know what the fuck I search. 
Sometimes, sometimes, like, I start writing something and I'm just like, wait a minute, has there been a terrorist attack in Seattle that I should know about? And then I just Google terrorist attack in Seattle and then all of a sudden I'm on a list. So, my friend, you've been on that list for a long time, about seven <laughs> More years. More so now. today, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, whoever the FBI agent is who's assigned to listen to this, I'm just trying to add pages to my file, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Just trying. It's to- the book that gets written. It get, That book gets read more often than any book I've ever written. So I got to make sure it's an interesting story at least. Uh, I think we should we should try and lightning round through a lot of these things here because we're I was just going to suggest that. So related to uh, related to that is uh, not only the Patriot Act to go through, but the Heroes Act which is the second round of assistance to the American people, uh, was debated and is going through uh, Congress now. And um, it's ironic uh, because you'd think that... Well, the other thing that's happening in Congress right now is a huge investigation about who personally profited from betting against the country and coronavirus. Um, And it turns out, like 40 people in Congress, 40 of the 495, 595 people are under investigation right now. Not great. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> Not nope. great. Cotton. I don't know what percentage that is, but it's pretty fucking high. Yeah. It's uh, higher than I'm comfortable with. I all I all I think about is like uh, Wayne Gilchrist in times like this, where I feel like if, if there was ever any kind of. Uh, problem like Wayne would be right out in front of it. He'd get in front of a news camera and he'd be like, "I didn't do this." I, yeah. I every every three months I trade in a, a certain amount of Black and Decker stock just to to be able to get a Christmas present for my wife. <laughs> just like, all right, you know, Wayne, think, you're good. <laughs> I think of Jimmy Carter who sold his peanut farm because he was worried that a subsidy to the peanut industry might come across his desk right. and he would feel some kind of conflict about it. The guy who, by the way, nearing 100 is still building houses for the homeless, yeah. fell, got a black eye and a cut on his head, and finished building the fucking house. Can we get him to run for president again? Honestly, He's got like, four more years that like, he can run. On. I mean, like... And you know what? I'll wait. I'm moving for an amendment to the Constitution. If Jimmy runs and wins again, I want to waive that amendment. I want to go and abolish that amendment. So he let him run till he dies. What has he got left in him? Seven, eight years? Let him be president the rest of the time. People are worried about the age of Joe Biden. You're trying to get Jimmy Carter in there. Yeah, even if he's only in for a year or two, it will be a drastic improvement over what we have now. And I'm saying that as an atheist about a Southern Baptist preacher who could not be more like my dad if he tried. I but the uh, the the other thing, real quick, we didn't put it in the notes, but uh, uh, did you see that Trump's taking uh, the hydrochloroquine? Which yes. Uh, good idiot. Good. Uh, first of all, we couldn't get him with coronavirus. Maybe we're gonna get him with one of the fake treatments that you know they're pushing on the. I internet. would. I would like to uh, uh, take a moment here to say this as well. Uh, that that drug is mostly used for anti-malaria, but I also know that a lot of people with lupus have it. Yes. Uh, and uh, it's really hard to get now, and people who have lupus uh, are trying desperately to try and get some. Uh, so that they don't die. And uh, it would be really great if we didn't buy out all the medication that usually we we have plenty of for all the people who suffer from lupus. Uh, oh, Corey, capitalism is working just fine. It's working perfectly fine right now. Exactly the way the founders wrote it up. 
Yep. Uh, and along that line, uh, stock sales investigation, 40 of our senators uh, and congressmen are under investigation uh, for, you know, benefiting personally while they debate the HEROES Act and they're cutting out things like student loan assistance and debating whether we should give $1,200 more or $1,500 to the American citizens who are trying to survive while they benefited to the tune of, I don't know, $15 billion, I think is what they said. Overall, yeah. 40 people made $15 billion on selling stock before it crashed. Um, and <laughs> another great thing, capitalism working just great. Uh, meat producers, uh, farms that make cows and pigs and chickens are about to slaughter or uh, euthanize their chickens, their pigs, or their cows because this bottleneck at meat uh, production or meat packing plants mm. means that they can't get their meat to market. And if they do that, the price will be so low that they won't make any money. So we have citizens like us in a city who need food. We have growers who are growing that food and would rather kill it than pay, get less than that food is worth because the middle of that chain, uh, is experiencing a pinch because they're underpaid, main, not mainly, but a lot of which is uh, il- what we would call, what they would call illegal immigration. Undocumented immigrants mm. um, are getting sick in their communities. All of this would be solved by nationalizing the meatpacking industry, whether it's farming to meatpacking to store, by guaranteeing safe, uh, safe work environment for everybody, fair wages for everyone, by stopping this whole nonsense about uh, undocumented immigration. Basically, what I'm describing, Corey, is a communist paradise where everyone can eat because there's food to be eaten. And I made this argument to somebody this week that if the roles had been switched, and I know I've said this before, if the U.S. had gone communist and the USSR had been capitalist, communism would have won the Cold War. The difference is we have a huge country, all of which we can grow shit in. It's never a problem having food. The problem is always, unless you can make a profit doing it, you don't do it. And that is fucked. People are going to starve, not only in this country, but around the world, because they'd rather kill than not make money on something. That is messed up. And if I can't get 100,000 communists to join me in the South and burn our way (laughs) all the way to the Atlantic Ocean, guillotines for everybody. The problem is that uh, the... uh, I I don't feel bad for businesses that have been getting rich off of no particular reason this entire time and now are crying poor. Uh, You know, the airlines airlines with their $50 bag fees and stuff like that. Um, One of the people I'm not I'm not uh, I have no sympathy for are the corporate farmers who (laughs) have been getting tons of money from the government forever and are now not making a profit. And now is the time that they decide that they're not going to. They're going to start killing off supply and stuff like that. Like, what the fuck world do we live in? We live if in. I had been, if, every, if every month since I've known you, you've given me $100, I would do whatever I could to be a good friend and not lose your. Like, you know, if, at some if month, month along came the time. Where I couldn't you, give you $100. If, at some point along the, the way, you said, I, you know, I need your help moving this weekend. I'd be like, yeah, sure, of course, because I don't want to make you angry. I don't want to cut off the supply chain here, you know? And if for a month or two, I said, listen, I, I just don't have the 100 to give to you, but uh, we're going to start this back up. As, as soon as things are better, we're going to start it back up. Maybe you just, you know, let it go. Yeah. Take a loss a yeah. little bit, just like everybody else is. Yeah, I, 
Like, I have no idea when I'm going to work again, but farmers who are getting government subsidies are angry at at the amount of profit they're making. I mean, like... Mm. Uh, this is at not, this is Adam West. Uh, is it Adam West? No, Adam West is Batman. Yeah. Who am I thinking of? Adam Smith. Adam Smith. <laughs> this is Adam Smith's wet dream. That's what this is. A place where people starve because they've chosen to live in cities and not on farms and corporate farms uh, begging for subsidies or else they're going to slaughter meat that could be fed to people. Like, what? I mean, not in L.A. because nobody eats meat in L.A. But otherwise, it could be eaten somewhere in the heartland. All right, let's see if we can roll through these in 30 seconds or less. Okay, ready? Yeah. Go. Uh, so recently, Elon Musk... Uh, Fuck you! <laughs> ...tweeted something about taking the red pill and uh, yes. Ivanka Trump had something to say about that as well uh, because apparently taking the red pill has been co-opted by the right as some sort of like you've joined the Republican side of things or something like that Uh, to which uh, Lily Wachowski, one of the Wachowskis who wrote and directed the Matrix series uh, said, fuck you both uh, on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck both of you. And uh, love it. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Like uh, when you got the uh, it. Uh, it's not as in vogue anymore, but uh, in uh, was it Annie Hall or Manhattan where uh, Woody Allen's like waiting in the the line for the movie and the guy's like making the wrong argument for the movie in front of him. And it's just like, well, I happen to have the director right here. And it's just like, you've completely misunderstood my work. You have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, uh, I wouldn't know. It's like the Twitter version watch, of uh, that. I don't watch movies made by pedophiles. So <laughs> this, you know, this one was made before we knew. So <laughs> not before you were born, though. So you didn't watch it before we knew. I, I, I didn't know. What was I supposed to know when I when I saw that movie when I was seven or whatever it was? I got to speak to your parents. We have to have come to an understanding. Um, but another uh, Trump related story from this week is uh, Corey turned. I think. Did you send it to me? You sent it to me, right? Yeah. The video. Uh, so first of all. There is a speech from Independence Day that still gives me chills. It is, I think, the one of the most well-written things from cinema in the 20th century along the lines of um, Aaron Sorkin's opening to the newsroom that still gives me chills when I, when I watch yeah. it. And someone took the time to put Trump's face over Bill Pullman's face and make him say the words of that speech. And I can't say that I'm never going to watch that movie again, but fuck you guy. You took a thing I really enjoyed and made me really hate it. The, uh, the fact that they tried to match up the voice too, uh, yeah. was unnerving because Trump has never sounded so coherent in his entire life. No, I mean, honestly, was, whoever wrote that speech, it, uh, Roland Emmerich should actually be the one who's doing his press conferences. Cause it would come out a lot better. The, uh, <laughs> the fact that the, uh, the words coming out of his mouth sounded like uh, like uh, Bill Pullman was drunk. Like it made me like <laughs> I, I, I literally was watching it going like, did they put Trump's voice in or did they just change Bill Pullman's? Because it, it doesn't sound yeah. like Trump. Well, here's the funny thing. They couldn't have put Trump's speech uh, Trump in over it because apparently an AI bot was assigned with uh, doing a deep fake of Trump's voice. And it broke the computer (laughs) because his cadence and his usage of words is so nonsensical that AI could not, could not put it together to do a model of his voice. 
And <laughs> this is another example that we learned that AI is a little further back than we think. We don't need to be worried about Skynet because Alec Baldwin does a damn good Trump. Yeah. And we know that AI is apparently not as good as Baldwin by the transitive property now. So <laughs> it's uh, uh, those AI bots were always uh, interesting, but never uh, ready for prime time. Uh, my yeah. favorite, if you've never seen it before, go check out uh, I Taught a Computer to Write a Lifetime movie. <laughs> Uh, because that that is the gold standard of this. Uh, basically, they put 100 Lifetime movie scripts into the computer, and then the computer wrote its own, and it was uh, just filled with, like, I'm a big-time important lawyer who lives in a city, but now I have to move out to the country for some reason. And there's this poor guy who owns a candle store and makes no money, but I'm all about money. And then, like, it's just, like, the dialogue back and forth, and it's, like, wooden and gnarable, but it's exactly a Lifetime movie. The beats are there. Yeah. <laughs> it just the dialogue needs a little work. Uh, um, all right. So before we before we wrap out of here, let's quickly roll through the Baltimore corner too, because I definitely want to get to one of these stories. I know you've been sitting <laughs> on all week. Uh, so of course we'll take a trip on down to the Baltimore corner. Where you get the straight dope? Absolutely. Uh, so top story of the week: uh, ballots. Uh, ballots were supposed to be arriving at homes by last Friday, and. Apparently, they have not been sent out right. yet. <laughs> Ooh, that's good news. Last Friday, I think they were due, actually, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. really? I think last Friday is when you were supposed to send them in. And they're not out. Yeah, and nobody has gotten one yet. So, uh, Cheers to democracy. <laughs> Wouldn't it just be funny if it's all write-ins for Catherine Pugh, the four, oh, the four ballots that somehow made it through her direct family? <laughs> Or Jack no, Young. No. Then they do, <laughs> Jack Young they do got research. His, Jack Young got his right from the printing press, handed it off to his family. <laughs> Wins by one yeah. vote. No, they, they do a... Uh, Half of Catherine his family Pugh. votes for through, and it's just like, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they do a review and come to find out uh, four votes for Catherine Pugh, all of them from the same address, filled out in the same handwriting. <laughs> Wait a second now. You're a felon. You're not even supposed to be voting. That's many laws you've broken. <laughs> not going to catch me. A uh, hello to Rebecca back in Maryland. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Hello. So uh, let's roll past that story. We're going to go on to Ivan Gonzalez, who, if you don't know, is running for mayor of Baltimore. Probably haven't heard his name because he's a Republican. Yeah. Uh, so basically what it means is he is a speed bump on the way to whoever wins the Democratic primary winning the mayor's race. Um, if, However, if he wins the Republican side. Uh, if. Uh, but uh, I, I imagine that his statements this past week have moved him up the rankings of the 20 Republicans who will be voting in the city of Baltimore this coming What election. was that statement, Corey? What did he say? Uh, well, basically, he's a police officer, and uh, mm -hmm. his, his view on how to handle the crime is that he is going to work as mayor from 8 to 5, and then as soon as it's quitting time at the mayor's office, he's going to get into a police car with the commissioner and then start going around banging bodies and arresting people who are standing on yeah. corners, uh, which otherwise known as the Duarte school of governance, <laughs> also known as the thing that the justice department said Baltimore shouldn't be doing anymore <laughs> <laughs> because it's very illegal. Yes. <laughs> Basically every single one of those cases gets thrown out and all you're doing is slamming on your brakes in front of a group of people and then chasing whoever runs. Like if, if you slam on your brace, like the cop who hit someone with a baby going 95 uh, or 95, 94, 94. Get it right. Highway. There's an escalator at 95. 
<laughs> uh, again, also, this weekend uh, would have been Preakness. Oh, yeah. all of those drunk Dundalk people <laughs> not knowing what to do with themselves. I heard there were a lot of people but, who were celebrating Preakness at home, like get it, getting in their outfits and just sitting in front of like a webcam, like drinking. And it's just like, oh. I have never heard something more Dundalk <laughs> in my life, except for every word that Rachel has ever spoken. Uh, <laughs> final one. Uh, yes. Oh, here yeah. we go. Um, so we've, we've been talking a lot about Theroux, uh, uh, throughout this whole process. Uh, but, uh, the the good people from Citizens for Ethical Progress Leadership Pack. Uh, normally, I <laughs> normally I don't throw throw attaboys at super PACs, but this one I found what? particularly good. Uh, the one side of the flyer says, "Would you ask a police officer to turn off their body camera?" And then the other side says, "Pulled over with suspended tag tags, the Rue Vignaraja pressured police to turn off their body cameras. Why?" And then goes into why we shouldn't trust the Rue, uh, which is accurate. Yeah, uh, it's absolutely. Accurate. I mean, like, I, I, I think this, uh, <laughs> this old thing could be easier too by just writing, "Hey, the Rue is intentionally trying to ruin us. Don't vote for him." <laughs> like, <laughs> but as we know, that might have the opposite impact. <laughs> the Rue is the guy who's selling monorails in The Simpsons. That's <laughs> that's that's who the Rue Vignaraj is. He's, he hasn't been smart enough to get out of town, though. He's ru- ruining Adnan Syed's life and then running for state's attorney and ruining that race and now running for mayor and ruining that race. Oh, never mind. It's more of a Philadelphia idea. Now, hold on just a minute. We, Wait a second. Now. We are just as dumb, if not dumber, than the people of Philadelphia. <laughs> Which means he might get elected mayor of Baltimore. Let's just be honest. <laughs> God, I'm so angry about this whole thing. Uh, But nothing I can do because I'm stuck here. And uh, the people of Baltimore are going to have to deal with the the consequences of their actions. Or the four people who voted in the primary are going to have to deal with the consequences of their actions. Lucky for us, we only head home during the winter when it's cold and the shootings are down. So it's not really that big of a deal for us. (laughs) Well, uh... (laughs) Another place that you can go anytime you feel cold. Oh, the anthem dot com. Anthem dot com. Oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line. Four four three two one nine seven five nine five. What's that number? Four four three two one nine seven five nine five. And you can find more of me and my website, Corey Baker Filmmaker dot com, Facebook dot com forward slash Corey Baker Film, and at Legend CB five on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um I did a review this morning for The Last Dance, the Jordan documentary, and it took yep. forever to get uploaded onto YouTube. <laughs> uh, so uh, something tells me that I'm going to drop this overnight so that everyone can wake up to a nice little uh, uh, review in the morning. Uh, so check that out tomorrow with this podcast. And uh, if you want to know how much of a skin flint Corey is, look at him and his camera right now. Look at me and my camera right now. And know that the difference between our internet service is $25 a month. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. <laughs> you're also the one doing the local recording. So you're going to have the best quality camera just because it. I mean, to be fair, on my end, it looks really great. Okay, yeah, like looking at my video feed on the on the on the thing, it looks it looks fine. But how do I look uh, to me? Uh, fine. I think the mm. Facebook is the question, right? Or how we look, look elsewhere. Amazing. God, that ring light makes all the difference in the world. Go, you go ahead. Anyway. Oh, uh, I do look terrible. 
You can find more of me at Robert and Chico on all your social networks. Uh, that's uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Snapchat, TikTok, everywhere. Uh, at Robert and Cheek. I posted a picture of my adorable nephew today. So make sure you go check that out on Instagram. Um, Max and Cash is uh, the most adorable child who has ever been born. And also very smart. He's two and a half years old. Keep that in mind when you watch the video. That Listen to the sentences. Look at how he's putting together thoughts. And know that he is two and a half years old. And that 30 some years from now, it's going to be me. He's going to be just another me sitting there railing about marching through the South. <laughs> <laughs> oh, joy. <laughs> <laughs> and of course make sure you're checking out robertandcheek.com where you can find links to everything that I do including the YouTube channel youtube.com forward slash robcheek where you can find the Everyman Movie Reviews as I said today tonight Contagion is going to go up that'll be available tomorrow and now I have a little bit of a trip down memory lane for everyone I watched a couple of classic movies including Big Ooh. War Games Pleasantville all of those are coming up as we wrap up here in quarantine it's a bunch of movies that you've never seen and you probably should watch if you haven't seen them so Check that out, youtube.com forward slash Rob Cheek. And you can find links to everything else, including the books, which are available on Amazon. Buy Rob's books. Thank you, sir. Uh, so all that is available at robertandcheek.com. Uh, and as we said at the opening, you can find uh, more from the podcast at Oh The Anthem on our social networks, ohtheanthem.com, where you can find everything, including the merch store, which I'm hoping Corey's going to get around to designing that cancel the rent and fuck <laughs> the police t-shirt. Uh, sometime this week. The, uh, uh, when you talk about Pleasantville, make sure you mention my favorite line, the where's my dinner, as William H. Macy is walking <laughs> through the house. Uh, so Roxy and I were watching together, and we had a discussion about how William H. Macy plays that dad, and he also plays the dad from Shameless. Yeah. Like, what kind of character breadth does this man <laughs> have? He, there's nothing he can't do. I also enjoy him in uh, 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 Boogie Nights. Yes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> It's like, a, he could play it's like another character. side of him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's certainly good. not good. But as always, <laughs> <laughs> as always, you are listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Now I got to turn the air back on because this place is a fucking sauna right now. Ooh, it is blazing in here. But thank you guys for joining us. We'll be live again next week. Make sure you check it out all over the internet. Have a great week. Arriba Dirce.